Hello, Barnaby here, welcoming you to The Floor, a podcast about comment sections on the internet and the strange and sometimes wonderful things people write in them. Hopefully, we will all be a little bit wiser, or at least a little bit older, by the end. So, people of the internet, the floor is yours. I read an interesting article on Bloomberg Opinion recently. It's by Stephen L. Carter, and it's called A Book You Remember, A Kindle You Forget. Um, It focuses on a recently released study by the linguist Naomi Barron, about how the move from print books to digital books is causing a variety of harms. According to Barron, when reading on a digital device, people expend less mental effort than when reading print. Barron suggests as a partial explanation that the heft and the feel of a book and the tactile sensations involved in reading it help memory. Um, She also writes that with a printed text, it's easier for the hippocampus to build a cognitive map, um, such as remembering where particular piece of information was on the page when they're asked to recall it. But with digital texts, particularly when you're just scrolling through them rather than tapping through the next page, there's nothing to map. Um, Carter, the author of the Bloomberg Opinion piece, goes on to hope that there will always be physical books, um, which he believes uh, promote critical thinking. I have my own views on this, (laughs) as I'm sure we all do. Um, But so do the people in the comments, so let's get to them first. ETF Maven. I'm sure some ancient opined on the terrible losses inherent in the switch from scrolls to codexes. Spare me. (laughs) I think that's a really nice, poetic, succinct bit of writing. (laughs) And I particularly love when anyone says, Spare me. So final. Um, Mudshark Bites. This is simply asinine. When reduced to its primary ingredients, a book isn't the physical object residing on your shelf. It's the words and ideas the author spins for you. It's the ideas the author shares. It's the memory of the story the author imparts into your conscious and subconscious mind. It's not the physical book, nice as they are. I'm pushing 70 and have collected books all my life. They are an immense burden to deal with for a reader such as myself. Imagine the relief when I can put as many, or more, books than I currently own into one convenient device which is both easier to handle and easier on my eyes than a physical book. The only time when a physical book beats an e-book is when it's a graphic novel, or art book, or, as in the case of House of Leaves, a story structured such that the physicality of the book itself and its layout are part of the story. Keith Fenton replies to Mudshark Bites, Given that books are an immense burden for you, I would say you accumulated books, but you didn't collect them. If you were a collector, you would love books as the beautiful objects they are. An old and tattered paperback, a copy that first opened your eyes to some truth or new interest, can be a cherished object. Curious titles, colourful bindings, different text formatting, the paper, its age and rarity. These are among the qualities collectors love. Bookcases and books add warmth and colour to a room. A house without books is no place for children or gentlemen. He doesn't mention ladies. 
but that's by the by. Um, Rand for Cap weighs in in response to Keith Fenton's criticism of Mudshark Bites. If you could put aside your snark and personal attacks, it would be interesting to learn what objective standard of beauty makes an old and tattered paperback, like those you find for pennies at garage sales, a beautiful object. Quote, a house without books is no place for gentlemen. Again, what objective standard for gentlemen requires physical rather than digital books? I'm trying to emphasize the words that Rad for Cap puts in asterisks or italics or quotes here. <laughs> All you've written here seems to be nothing but righteous bigotry, and that is certainly not the principle of a gentleman. Keith Fenton responds, I don't think I like your tone. Rad for Cap says, Well, I know I don't like your dishonest evasion. But thanks for confessing the fact that you cannot put aside your snark and personal attacks. Nor can you answer my questions. That certainly proves my points. Not a gentleman, indeed. <laughs> Very strong feelings. <laughs> uh, I don't particularly have any either way myself. Just do what works for you, yeah? Print books, ebooks. I don't care. If you're reading, that's great. For my part, I can't stop buying secondhand books in charity shops. Or if I'm looking for a hard-to-find early Rupert Thompson, uh, dedicated secondhand bookshops. A quick plug and thank you to Jason Books in Auckland for The Five Gates of Hell, which I picked up recently for $22. Uh, it was published 30 years ago. I don't think I could have got it anywhere else. Um, as with DVDs, which I talked about on last week's show, it's having the thing, most of all, having the physical object. And there's nothing quite like going to the bookshelf, taking down Miss Miller's Feeling for Snow, rereading that incredible final page when I really need a good kick up the ass, you know. That brevity of it, the unexpectedness, that stark and final ending with the half page of blank space underneath. Um, I wonder if I could get this feeling from an e-reader collection. I probably could to some degree. But part of the experience that I actually want from a book is the fact that it is physically different from a touchscreen. Um, I'm using my entire hand, or both my hands, as opposed to the fingers of one hand. And there's no distracting muscle memory leading me to type in twitter.com on my browser and doom scroll for another 10 minutes or whatever, however long it is I spend on Twitter these days. Because God knows I don't need anything else in my lizard brain to suggest going and doing that any more than I already do. Um, but I do also read ebooks on my phone reasonably often, especially the newer and popular ones that are hard to get hold of at the library. Uh, for example, a couple of years ago, or a year and a half ago or so now, Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Everisto. That's one that I compulsively tapped through on my little 5.2-inch Android phone. I was never distracted for a second by all the other things I could be doing on the phone at the time. Um, but overall, the findings of the study um, that, that is mentioned in the article by Naomi Barron they do ring true for me. I do think I read more deeply and retain more from a physical book than from an ebook, And it's kind of just a feeling, but it's nice to have it somewhat backed up, I guess. But again, 
I'm not that bothered either way um, as to your preferences, so read on. That's the main thing. However, as with DVDs and as with anything, the climate implications do need to be considered. So what's the deal there? Uh, I went looking around. Um, I found uh, an article on Anthropocene Mag, which unfortunately doesn't have comments, but I thought had a useful little summary at the end. If you read a limited number of books, the paper book will most likely limit your greenhouse gas emissions, but for heavy readers, ebooks have a smaller carbon footprint. Um, I then turned to the Eco Guide, an article, article called Books vs. Ebooks Protect the Environment with This Simple Decision. Uh, the author there reaches a similar conclusion. An e reader leads to about the same carbon emissions in its creation as 23 books. So if you read 23 books on it, you've squared that equation. If you read more than 23 books, you'll be emitting less overall than if you bought the same books new in print. Um, but then it's never that simple, is it? There's always other things to consider. Landfill, water use, um, which are a factor or factors on both sides. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a kind of an impossible, um, impossible calculation to make when you start going deep into it. Better than using either an e-reader or print books is to use an e-reader app on your phone, which I do, hooray, and consolidate your em emissions or energy use um, device-wise into one place. Um, one comment I wanted to share from this article from Green Girl. This is a great article. I am researching this matter in school, and I found this very interesting. I am going to be an environmentalist when I grow up. Smiley face. <laughs> I just think that's really nice. <laughs> It's nicer than what you usually see in the comments, as previously discussed. Um, the kids are all right, as they say. Uh, another article which doesn't have comments, um, <laughs> which kind of defeats the purpose of this podcast, but never mind. It's my podcast um, on custom-made e-readers versus print books, which is more eco-friendly. And their big uh, push is for people to join the library. Um, sharing books distributes the environmental impact of a book over a whole community and promotes reuse over new production. And for bonus points, walk or bike to the library. So hooray, I do that too. Brownie points for me. <laughs> um, you can also get ebooks in the library. That's pretty cool. Um, one of the key sources for the, um, what was it? The Eco Guide article was Are E-Readers Greener Than Books on the New York Times Green blog. I don't know if that still exists. This um, article is almost 12 years old now, so it's a little bit out of date. Um, but it does make all the same points. The calculation is complicated. E-readers uh, e are seemingly a better bet for the heavy reader, but best of all is to join the library and use it. Don't need to tell me twice, man. Um, there are many, many comments, as you can imagine, for a New York Times blog with a open comment section, <laughs> and they take a fascinating turn about halfway through. John Jay. Anyone who has ever put his life on the line as a fireman, anyone who has ever seen the horror of the burn ward of a large medical complex, and anyone with normal intelligence will champion the advent of something to help us rid our shelves of flammable items. Although we love to read, 
the carbon-based books are an accident just waiting to happen. Michelle replies, Amen to that! And what about the unspeakable horror of the cotton, wool, and poly-based clothes we all wear? Clearly the mandate is there to go about town dressed in non-flammable suits of armour. Or perhaps you could start a trend of wearing only virtual clothes, or (laughs) e-clothing. In fact, wasn't there an emperor who tried that once? Who knew he was simply ahead of his time? (laughs) Oh, poor John Jay. Um, But maybe you are ahead of your time. I guess time will tell. Speaking of time, I'm out of time for this week. I need to go and gaze adoringly at my bookcase and all the beautiful secondhand books on it, and the rubble of loose paper and ornaments and houseplants that obscure them. <sighs> Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself, drink some water, write to a friend, and don't read the comments. I'll be back with more next week. Cheerio.